0: We are not affiliated with nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Oh, hello. I'm Lynn. I'm Vicky.
1: And I'm Martin.
0: Not Bree. Breeze oh. Out. Breeze out this week. So we got a f- wonderful substitute to come in and hang out with us.
2: We are so excited. He's not a substitute, he's a special guest.
0: Yes, he is a, a very special guest. Yes. Very special.
2: So um mm-hmm. we are telling on ourselves. Do you want to try to sing with us?
0: Telling on ourselves? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I could I could do that. Good. Okay, cool. Telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling,
2: telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, on ourselves. <laughs> Yay, you did great. I
1: was, I was, I've only heard that a handful of times, so like I didn't memorize it. <laughs> no, you got it.
2: <laughs>
0: it's all free for, me, man. There's you no rolled. wrong. Oh, well,
1: yeah,
2: good. there's no that's wrong. Good. That was truly just made up.
0: Yeah, so we want to um, introduce our very special guest, Martin John. I met him, I think, through interwebs of some sort, and we really connected on a lot of different levels, but I was very compelled by his story. So that's what he's going to share with us today is his story. Oh my goodness.
2: Yes, but guess what? He is so brave, and he (laughs) is sharing with us this week his first thought wrong.
1: Bang, bang, bang. (laughs) I am. I'm I'm excited about first thought wrong because first thought wrong is such a pivotal aspect of the work that I do. Um, And my first thought wrong was uh, today. Lynn and I exchanged a, a, a brief text in which uh, I was like, oh, I can bring my mic and my recorder because in my mind I didn't know what your setup was. So mm-hmm. I was just like, I can bring my mic and my recorder and stuff and, and uh, if that's needed. And she responded, no, we can get you a file and, and all this. And, and my first thought was, oh, that's not what I meant. Right. It wasn't that I wanted the file. I'm just trying to be helpful and all of these other sorts of things. And I wrote this entire text <laughs> of of like, no, no, don't misunderstand. Like, I don't really even want the file. Like and then I deleted it and just said, Cool, because what what had happened to me? What had happened to me in my mind? I was like, Why wait? She misunderstood. And I was like, That's not my problem. Like, her misunderstanding me is not my problem. Like, if she has a judgment on what I'm saying or whatever, that's, that's on her. It has nothing to do with me. And so by cutting myself off I, I, and just being like, no, it's absolutely okay for her to have that thought. That's not my intention, but it doesn't matter what she believes my intention was. What matters is what I needed, and what I needed was a yes or a no. I got that. Move on.
0: Um, it's Love funny because it. when I read the text, I'm like, I think he's probably just trying to be helpful, but he may want to also have the information as well, so I want to make sure I cover all my bases.
2: <laughs> Overthinking. We oh, do God, it so I, well, oh, yeah. don't we? I
0: way overthink. Yeah. Oh. I was really proud of myself, though, to
1: be able to just yeah. kind of cut it back and just go, cool, and end it. Yeah.
2: Well, and to really, like, and, and that's part of the whole idea of... Uh, Restraint of pen and tongue <laughs> because you wanted to say all this stuff in yeah. your text and then you realized as you were doing it, mm-hmm. oh, I got my answer. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah.
1: It's all good. It's not on me. Yeah. And everything I wanted to say was about me, right? It was about like, how am I being perceived? What am I believing about myself? Where's my worth? Where's my value?
2: What's my
0: story? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh,
2: we do that to ourselves. Uh huh. It's exhausting. It
0: is exhausting.
2: But we didn't have to stay in the exhaustion.
0: And and we were having this conversation earlier, and it's about your first thought wrong, uh, which which direction are you going to go? And that, that tells you a lot about your state of mind at the moment, because this is just about moment to moment. And if you're in a good state of mind like Martin was, he's like, okay, wait a minute. She doesn't need all this. This is me trying to either rationalize or justify. And that's not necessary, because he's in a great state of mind, grounded and happy and very content and all the good stuff, all the good stuff that we're always seeking. Now, if we had gone to the other extreme, as Vicki said, that's living in your disease.
2: Right, yeah. staying in that being. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I need to 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 justify my opinion. I need you to understand me. Ugh.
0: And ple- right. I need to please you. I need to make sure that I'm doing what you what I think you want me to do, which is always a mm-hmm. very slippery slope.
1: But that also tells me that. There's more work to do, right? Like it tells me it's like, wait, I was in there for, you know, like uh-huh. a good minute. I mean, I responded pretty quickly,
0: yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. it
1: wasn't it wasn't like it was like I was sitting in it. but like as I was writing it, I was like, it just came into my head, you don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. But the fact that I went through and wrote it out, like just showed me, hey, that's cool. like you can you can be there, but mm-hmm. take that step back, continue doing the work. And that is again um, my podcast, like entitled Recover Yourself. It's this idea of recovering to something. And so like that and like we're constantly recovering to something, well beyond just recovering from. I
0: love that. I do too.
2: It's so it's it's so such a flip, uh, such a little flip,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but such a mental for me, like that changes the lens of the
0: way right. to think about yeah, it. Yeah, total paradigm shift. So I'm going to go ahead and segue into the meat of the uh, discussion we're going to have today. And it is about recovery because that's what we're all here for. Recovery from um, an addiction can mean so many different things to so many different people. So I was trying to find kind of a a base for just how I view recovery.
2: Definition corner by Lynn.
0: I am. I'm the wordsmith. So recovery is a process of change through which individuals improve their health and wellness, live a self-directed live a life that's self-directed to reach their full potential, which I think is beautiful.
1: Well, the interesting thing that I want to bring up about the word recovery because um, I've done some dictionary work with the word recovery as Another
2: well. Another wordsmith. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: Why do you think it clicked? Is, the, uh, is that it is two types of verbs. It's a transitive and intransitive verb. Educate me, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So a transitive verb means there's transition involved, and an intransitive verb obviously means there's not transition involved. Um, To recover from is utilizing the verb in an intransitive way. You are not changing anything. Um, To recover to changes that intransitive nature of the word recover in the recover from to a transitive state. Now you're recovering to something. Action. Right. Right. It's action based. Yeah, it's looking forward rather than looking back and putting down. Right. You're looking forward and picking up,
0: which uh, is, is something that we talk about a lot in our program and in life. How we have found ways to improve everything is it's always action. It's you got to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, an object in motion stays in motion. Right? Well, was that what? Einstein? That was you. The wordsmith. Okay, I have a question before
2: we get into what brought you to this, but my question is: so, what? Where did you find this thought process? Like, how did this? How did recover? Two? When did that come to pass in your
1: journey? Um, That was probably the last time I drank. Um, I, I woke up. Um, after like one night I wanted to have a glass of wine with my meal and I said, I can do this. Like I've, I've had a year of sobriety. Um, three bottles later, um, I woke up in my bathroom and it was covered in Merlot and, and red wine. And, and I was like, oh, so I can't do this. Like, right. This isn't about like This isn't about recovering from, right? It's about me and it's about where I'm going and it's about what I'm doing because I made that choice in a state I thought I was clear, right? And and I thought I was clear because I had time and that was all, I don't want to say it was a lie, but it was not honest to me. I was looking externally at all of these things that were te- were flags that said this is, good, this is good this is good this is good this is good you're fine right and that's recovering from but recovering too is this idea that you there, there are no flags they're yours and you move forward and moving forward means constantly being uh more accepting and 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 really like 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 we had talked about and you had mentioned on the show a couple episodes ago which was uh, putting your thoughts on trial mm-hmm. and and um Segue into something. I'm. I was recently. I'm. I'm talking with somebody about being a guest on my show, and he is drinking again. Not in. A, not in a way that would be overtly active addiction. Right. He, he's. He's controlled with it and everything else and that raised a big red flag cuz i was like wait a minute like how controlled are you what what are the rules that you're putting around well i only you know like well i only drink like every 2 weeks or whatever and my girlfriend has a, a breathalyzer and i was like this just sounds like active addiction like are you <laughs> kidding me like like i'm going to ask you like i'm going to send you the questions because i want to talk with somebody that has drunk again after and mm-hmm. and found that oh it's giving me something it's adding something to my life but I, gave, I sent him the questions that I normally send to folks, and then I added three, one of which was, what is alcohol bringing into your life that sobriety cannot? And if you can't answer that question, like without it being antioxidants or like, oh, i am checking it out or just take the edge off, if, if that's not your answer, if, if, you have to have a real good answer for me because I do believe that it's possible, but I don't know why. People ask me, would you ever do it? And I said, no, because I know that alcohol won't give me anything, but you're not living my life. So if it brings you something, great, go ahead. Like, I believe that there's a possibility of drinking again and that giving you something, but you have to be the the judge of that. And you have to let me know that you're doing that. Like, to be on my show, you have to let me know that you're doing that in a way that is clear, in which you're making the decision through clarity. He hasn't been able to do that. I tried to get in touch with him this week to follow up on that and he's not getting back to me. So I'm yeah. guessing like he's just kind of like doop and we're not gonna mention any names because he's working in the industry. Stuff, right. So.
2: Well and you know what? It's it's all about that self-analysis. And I like the way you put it. No one can you can't decide that for him. Mm-hmm. You can't you can only ask the question. And and that is we all have to get there on our own and I think it takes what it takes till we get to that point where we prove to ourselves, for me, I had to prove to myself that I couldn't do this anymore because it was destroying me and I was lying and it just, the same thing was happening in different ways and it was all about those externals. Right. It was all the externals. It is.
0: Um, There was this uh, article I was reading this morning uh, talking about recovery and the definitions, and I really like they said, uh, recovery is person-driven. Self-determination and self-direction are the foundations for recovery as individuals define their own life goals. We can't determine that for you. That's all about um, what each person wants. And then it also has many different pathways. Not every – there. there's no one-size-fits-all. And I think um, what I'm loving about this new sober awareness um, kind of movement that's happening right now is that people that have always said, well, I can't get sober with AA or I can't get sober with some other program, so I'm not going to. That has That's being taken away, which to me, I'm all about just people living the best life they can. You know, live your best life, however that is. There's no right or wrong. Right.
2: Right, like to throw a slogan at it, live and let live. Yeah. And, you know, my dad got sober when I was seven years old and I heard the slogans, let me tell you. But that was one slogan that I actually bought into. And let me tell you, I didn't buy into much of what he said. (laughs) I was very, okay, Dad, that's good for you. Good, good, good. Um, But live and let live, I mean... I can say that that is, you have to, everybody has a different journey and everybody has a different definition and, and we can't get into to their heads. I like that you challenged it though, right? So, I like yeah. that you challenged it because that's what brings us to clarity as other people. I mean, if I didn't come in and and let other people kind of share their experiences and make me really Make a decision. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here.
1: And it's not about me telling him he's wrong. He yeah. might very well be right, but I want to know. Well, what do you like when he says? Well, there are there are things in place. I, I say, well, what what sort of things are in place? And when it sounds like active addiction,
0: yeah,
1: um, I have to say, okay, how did you make this from a place of clarity? And how are you sure it's clear? I, I mean. It, if it's coming from you and you're like, okay, I want a drink. All right, well, well where, where is that? And that's and, and again, like, I I talk to IOPs, um, mm-hmm. intensive in outpatient programs. Um, for those of you who don't know, but um, I don't know, it's you're it's, full
0: of acronyms. I know, and
1: <laughs> it's because I'm now like I'm, I'm taking I'm taking my shit. Like I don't know, can I swear? Okay, yeah,
0: okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm taking my shit We're on the road, explicit. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and um and and when I talk to IOPs. I often uh, I often say in in, in the group, it's like I don't care about your sobriety. I don't care if you stay clean. That might sound harsh, but you have to understand that like that is really risky and, and doesn't have any boundary for me, right? Like I can't care about you that much. I can care about you. Mm-hmm. I can't care about what you do. I can love you whether you're an active addiction or not. And I don't have to I don't have to be invested in how you per, how you proceed with your life.
2: So, give me an example of that of of how that's manifested in your life when it's happened and when it hasn't. Like when you have cared, what did that look oh, like?
1: um Oh, just people die, you know, like that's just like, that's, that's, uh, uh, there's one path for addiction, right? And that is either you, you get that shit under control or you die. Like in one way or another, you could be alive for many, many years, but just dead. And, well
2: right yeah. dead on the inside
1: yeah and empty. dead in your life in, in, and yeah. in your actions and, and in your friendships and in your connections like you're just they're gone they're gone mm-hmm. absolutely
2: I heard a speaker say once um, dying of alcohol you can kill yourself from alcoholism by being kicked to death by bunnies like it's a lo- it could be a long process but you're you're Eventually. killing yourself mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes it's quick
1: right we and, don't know it's a it's a difficult thing because you know that that in of itself is like well this is like, again for me it, it's like I don't, I don't care you know like I have to just be like look I don't mind if you want to get kicked to death by bunnies like they're cute like right, right. like, like <laughs> we had addiction problems not because we didn't like it right not because it it didn't serve us for mm-hmm. a time right and and that's okay it may still like. If I didn't have that last hurrah with my, like, one one glass of wine for dinner, right? Like, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Right? And I may very well have have just gone through and, and lived in fear of drinking again.
2: So I'm sorry. I'm going to yeah. interrupt because I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> what does here look like? What is what is the other side of that that night? Oh
1: yeah, um, here is where here is or what here is is me constantly questioning why I am doing what I'm doing and being what I'm being.
2: And what are you being?
1: Um, God, sorry, no, that's a big one. It's but, okay, but that's that is that is the direction that I'm going. This idea is like. Um, you know, people look at externals all the time, and I'm always trying to look for where is it within me? Where is all of this within me? Where is where is within me my misunderstanding of your text, or my or or my fear of you misunderstanding me? And um, I, I don't want to say only, but. Like I've only drinking caffeinated coffee like twice in the last, I don't know, um, let's say eight months. Um, And those were conscious choices where it was just like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep and I want to be able to conduct myself in a certain way during a certain thing, whatever, and so I've done it. But there's been purpose behind it, right? Um, So I drink decaf because I like the ritual, I like some other things about it, and then I also know that there are a couple days a week that I won't. And I don't just to throw the monkey wrench in the works to keep myself present. And that's what here looks like, right? So every day...
2: Being present.
1: Yeah, just being, being present. present. And, and understanding that discomfort is part of being present.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. That
0: was the golden nugget.
2: Yeah, because if we're n-
0: I can go
1: now.
2: No, no. <laughs> well, yeah, mic drop.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but seriously, the recover- recovery, self improvement, this work that we do because we choose to because we found this somehow some way right because we all get here f- for different reasons. Discomfort doesn't go away. Alcohol and drugs used to make it go away for a moment. But it always came back. I remember...
0: Tenfold. It came back tenfold.
2: Well, it was worse because mm-hmm. I usually did something disgusting or embarrassing or awful and I was in, in shame and fear and, oh, uh, mm-hmm. the trauma, you know, the trauma, the constant wondering and, oh, my gosh, thinking about how other people perceived me and the text message I sent and, oh, my God, looking at my text messages after. And back
0: in the drunk dialing days, that's our generation knows the drunk dialing days too. Well, we used to joke about having a breathalyzer on your phone so you could call... <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh gosh! If we only had... Thank God there wasn't Facebook when I was really out there because that would have been embarrassing. Yes, very entertaining. But that discomfort doesn't go away. We just learn how to... How do? You, okay, so how do you deal with discomfort?
1: Cope? I invite it, I and mean, that's really um, in in every aspect. So I have. You know, I, I, I would guess that we all have a morning routine. Yeah. Okay. Like just because successful, you know, like people in recovery have routines. Typically, Yeah. Typically. Yeah, yeah, typically. Yeah. Um, well, one of the routines that I have is I, I write in a journal. Um, well, about six months ago, I decided to do that with my non-dominant hand. Um, it took me longer. Um, it wasn't good. But now I can write with both hands. Um, and so now it's like, well, what's the next challenge of discomfort, right? Not only discomfort in terms of like where I'm sitting and in, 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 in my mind, but discomfort physically. Um, I also, again, in terms of inviting it, I only take, I, you know, like I work out in the morning as well. And, and after that, I take a cold shower, right? And, and, and this has been something that has come and gone. And it's all really so much about just, you d- it doesn't have to be comforting. Right not, like, I got diagnosed with MS about five years ago, and I lost about eighty percent of my motor function on my left side. Um, and I now manage that through my diet, and my diet once again is not what one would initially deem as delicious. I had to go through a, a state of altering my my taste buds and altering how I saw food where when you see a cake, you can often salivate. But now when I see things like lard and tallow and like rich fatty foods and, and organ meats and stuff, my mouth salivates. Because I've changed through like literally being discomfort, like literally just inviting discomfort. And I'm lucky because I was raised in a way where I got what I got. And it wasn't, I, I didn't get to choose so many things in my life. And I had a worth value in my mind, which is something that I'm challenging today because, like, I want to have more worth. I want to be able to want something. Um, I want to be able to understand uh, the desires that I have and, uh, and, and, and be able without shame to have them and that's something that i didn't have luckily that wasn't there that wasn't in place when i got ms right because when i got ms i had to change my diet pretty dramatically and i look out at the world and people are just like well i'm gonna be comfortable and i'm gonna eat garbage and i'm gonna you know like today i mean my diet is a such where i mean i still do eat sugar products i still do eat carbs on the odd occasion but this isn't every day. This isn't like I can go weeks without a carb. Um, And that's, that's not about like gluten-free or carb-free or, or paleo. I mean, my diet happens to be all those things, but, that's not the basis of the diet.
2: Right. It wasn't a trend that you jumped on. It was, it was something that you had to learn and go through and work through the discomfort.
0: Right. Yeah. One of my favorite Brene Brown quotes is, you can pick courage or you can pick comfort. You can't have both. And for you to choose to take ownership of your disease was courageous instead of like depending on the medical field or other people to tell you what you need to do. You, you started that journey on your own and it was very courageous and a byproduct is discomfort of that.
1: Right. And, 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 um, knowing myself deeper, right. mm -hmm. Knowing those things within me that, um, and and triggering me, you know, a big part of what I talk about in the recovery of self work that I do is, is triggers. What triggered you? Now bring that back home. Mm -hmm. Don't don't look externally, right? Like even though I have even though I had been diagnosed with MS, I don't like to say I have it. I like to say I was diagnosed with it Mm -hmm. just because like whatever, like I I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna sentence myself to Well
2: and you don't wanna be a victim to a definition of something. It seems seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, that you like to keep things open so that you can grow into whatever God might
1: have us grow into, right? Right, and you know when when I mentioned God like earlier, it was it's like God is me, right? Like we're all God.
2: Yeah, yeah, we all
1: are us. all God. Like like I'm not God, like you are, right? Like yes. you each are, and we are. and we all are. And it's as the universe is the wall, living, right? right?
2: It's we're all like it's not a drop of it, you're not. The ocean, living in it. Wait, what is that quote? <laughs> I always say things wrong. I'm horrible yeah. with the punchline. Right, <laughs> but that's we're a, yeah. we're a drop of the ocean. We're we're a drop in the ocean. I don't know. I'm gonna figure we're gonna it, feel it feel out.
1: Ocean like like in a, a drop. I think it is. Like yes. there's something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like you know. Like,
2: but it's I. That's what I had to learn. So that was my epiphany. I was an atheist when I came in, mm-hmm. and they told me I had to believe in God, and I was like, Well, I'm gonna be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna stay drunk then because yep. uh F you. Hand the bong over. Yeah. Um, right, right on, <laughs> sister. Um, no, but I I had to one of the I remember talking to my sponsor one day after I got out of a meeting and I said, Pam, God is in me. God is in everybody. I don't have to have that God. I mean, it was a discovery, and I have goosebumps just thinking about it because it was such a moment of pure clarity and understanding and relief that I don't have to. I don't have to work so hard because it's just there if I let it be. Right? If I let it be.
1: It's for me, you know, like when people say they're atheists and stuff, I always go, "Oh my God, here we go again!" Like someone <laughs> like like hardcore believing in something and just afraid to believe what other people believe, right? Yes, like, yes,
2: exactly oh yeah. right.
1: It's, it's, it's really, and, and you know, like, when I, I run into Buddhists, and I, and I do the same thing, because it's like, look, you're believing in something, just shut up and, like, like just <laughs> let's, let's, let's get over this, right? Like, let's get over this idea that, like, I believe in something and that defines me. Because it doesn't, right? You're gonna, you're gonna believe in something else tomorrow. You right? change absolutely. Mm. When I was a boy, people used to ask me what my favorite thing was. Kindergarten. I'm in kindergarten, being okay. I'm being interviewed. I'm, I'm going little, to a Martin story. A little Martin John. Little Martin John.
2: Okay, I'm picturing it. I'm, I'm, I'm with a you. real cute little boy. Okay. <laughs>
1: curly yeah. hair yeah. Curly or straight no, no 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 straight straight, straight, straight a little okay. precocious always, always 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 a little like I was never a super ginger but I'm a bit of a ginger okay so um, gingery I'm gingery ish and I was being <laughs> interviewed by 8th graders because that's what happens in the grade school right the kindergartens get interviewed by or first grader maybe interviewed by 8th graders and they asked me things like what's your favorite color and I was appalled I was like wait a minute how can one have a favorite color they're what, all great. What, what a weird question. And so <laughs> I said black Ooh. because my thought was <clears throat> nobody's going to say black. Someone needs to pay attention. To oh, this you column. were already doing it, right. weren't you? First grade, right? And then I was asked my favorite food and I said, how preposterous. <laughs> As a first that, grader. <laughs> I was going to say, I love your vocabulary. <laughs> That's a
2: $50 million word.
1: <laughs> and, and, and I had said, my mom's meatloaf. <coughs> they looked at me and said, wait, what about pizza? Or, and they, they had said something else. Um, and, and, you know, a, another thing that a child would eat. Um, and I said, yeah, those are fine. But, but, but I stood by the meatloaf because I think we had it the night before or we were going to have it that night. And so I was just kind of like, well, no, that's fine. And, you know, even throughout my life, I've asked people what their favorite, um, uh, what is it called? It's a season. Their season is, you know. And one time someone answered me, the next one. And I was oh, like oh that's what awesome. a perfect answer. Yes. It does change. Your favorites are going to change. I don't want to have favorites, which is, you know, another reason why changing my diet was good. But I also have to balance and this goes to my everyday. How do I balance not having a favorite and wanting and allowing myself to want and allowing myself to have value enough to want? And and that's big that's a big sort of shift that's happening right now where it's like, I got to look at both sides of every coin, the good and the bad, and that they don't exist, right? They're mm-hmm. the same thing. They're just like, there's a judgment on either side. Right. And so there's a judgment on wanting, and then there's a judgment on favorites. And like, those are those are the things that I'm currently really trying to justify and-, and, and
2: When you were in your active addiction, how is the want now different from the want then?
1: During active addiction, uh, I really just hated myself. I think that was the...
0: Survival mode is what I call it. You're yeah. in survival mode, whether it was childhood trauma or um, later on, you're just surviving and you found a tool that helps you facilitate that. Right. Yeah. And it, you know,
1: it got me closer. Like being drunk got me closer to, um, or being high or whatever, got me closer to suicide which then also quickly took me away from suicide, mm-hmm. right? And, and I always like to talk to people about the fact that my early recovery, my first to fifth year, um, was my most suicidal. It was not during active addiction that I was as suicidal as I was as I was getting clean um, and, and as I was deciding what my life was going to be like as a clean person.
2: So how long do you have right now, today?
1: Um, December 14th, I will have 19 years. That's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: Because it isn't easy. And it is discomfort.
1: And, and, and I like to continue that discomfort um in a way that is safe for me. You know, it's not safe, like right, yes. you know, like like I wanna continue inviting discomfort. And
0: through that is where you're finding your growth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's still expanding your world. You're not being complacent, you're not staying in one phase. Is right. what I'm hearing. From yeah. You. Yeah.
1: And and that's and that's and that's really important. Like to constantly be in transition. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that could that could seem really uh disheartening to a lot of people that hear that. It's like, oh my God, this is going to happen forever. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, but, but understand that there, there there were lulls in that in which I didn't grow, but what ended up happening was I wasn't happy with myself. Well, so now you are happy with yourself, correct? I love myself. Oh my God. I am <laughs> so <cool>. fucking awesome. <laughs> it's not that like I am just waking up and I'm happy every day. That's true. I mean, I am, but that like, I am happy being within the transition, being within the discomfort, being within those things. And those aren't making me to be complacent, right? I am very happy with where I'm at and, I'm, and I appreciate what I have around me. And I'm not trying to have something. I'm trying to move and, and go forward.
2: A friend of mine in early recovery. This was my favorite when I first did my blog. This was the name of my blog. It's, a, I think, a lot of runners use it, but relentless forward motion. Yeah, you know,
1: trudging I'm, ever forward. Yeah, yeah,
2: because you just when I get stuck and when I get stopped, because it does happen in recovery, I see that complete that word complacent is as a, as a bad word for me mm-hmm. because when I become complacent and when I become in this state of. Uh, because transformation happens every day, whether I want to believe it or not. And when I'm fighting and I'm resistant to the transformation, that's when I get so uncomfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's funny with complacency, I see accepting what is right in front of you and not hoping, wishing, wanting for anything else. And that's very uncomfortable to me. Very, very uncomfortable. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't <laughs> like that. Uh, I like the literal um, translation of no me gusta. That does not please me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I always feel. It's like, that does not please me. <laughs> right. And and so the question then has to be, well,
1: what does? Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and and that's the bigger question. Right. Yeah. And that's the question that like when we're in this state of complacency and when we find ourselves in this place of, of not wanting to challenge ourselves or not wanting, like, it's great to take a nice warm bath. Sure. Right? But if you take a warm bath every day, like, are, are you challenging that time? And not that we have to.
0: But well, this is interesting because I just thought of this. Some people would challenge that as lack of self-care.
1: Well, I think it's, it's more caring to challenge yourself mm-hmm. than it is to, like, yes, you can have a warm bath. But if you need a warm bath every day, there's another problem.
2: One day, what if the warm water runs out?
1: Well, not only that, <laughs> and the like, tra- and like the creek yes, runs dry. Like, well, 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 yes, that's true. So I, I was in. I was. I was, I was we're not going to go into a story about Colombia, but um, but but you know we're living in a third world. We're I mean we're not living in a third world. We're living in the first world, right? Well, depending on the direction it goes, but but we're living in the first world, and we right get now have, yes, and and we get to have these things, which are. Luxuries. Um, luxuries that are had on the backs of others. We can't we can't ignore that, right? Mm-hmm. Um hot water is um being produced uh because of electricity which is polluting poor <coughs> neighborhoods. It's not it's not going to it's not going to be polluting great expensive neighborhoods, right? Like we, mm-hmm. we're living on the backs of others, right? Like so so we have to be aware of that, I think. And 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 I think like being aware of that, like that doesn't mean we have to take cold showers Um, but but what it does mean is that we have to be aware of we have to be aware of the fact that when we go to McDonald's and buy a dollar buy food that's that's out there for a dollar it's profitable to them it is profitable to them for a dollar that means they grew it shipped it killed it made it into what it is shipped it again and then served it to you with four people in the kitchen and that cost them a dollar Less. Uh, less than that. Because they have to make they, profit. They're, they're profiting yeah. on that for a dollar. And without thinking about that, without taking that into consideration, self-care, like we have to think of self-care completely, I think. And we have to think of self-care as being like, look, where is my part mm-hmm. and, and and what am I caring for? And I'm not saying like we, we give up all of our luxuries. I'm just saying question them and see Absolutely. how much you really need to have that hot bath every day or like you know a lot of people like they have jobs they don't like question that well and that helps you stay in your recovery right that does yeah. and and
2: it and it makes you realize what well, number one what you have
1: mm-hmm.
2: what you want right but who you want to be Like, I always just want to be a better version of myself. And I just want to grow into something and be okay with who I'm... You know, for me, sometimes it's about being okay, just being right where I am, being whether it's comfortable or uncomfortable. Okay, I'm having this feeling. I had this feeling. I had this reaction to this text message. It's okay. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do with that? It's all about that reaction and responding. And there's so much to it, but if we just take it with where it is right at this moment it's where for me where I take it inside that either gives me freedom or gives me chains
0: yeah and and I think that the most important part of that is you find every person has their own uh, personal balance and when you find that that yin and yang you have the the balance of that dark and light notice I said dark and light. You did. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, that That's that's our personal um, happiness and freedom. And it was last weekend we were at a conference and the mm-hmm. words that we both heard constantly was free, being free, freedom. And it, it, it's releasing those chains of what we think other people want us to do or what we should do or what society is deeming as proper or letting go of all of that and being the best person we can be. And for me, that is completely different. Different from you two, you know what my idea of my my happy, joyous, and free person is completely different, and that's a beauty in it. That's, I mean, that, I think that is the most beautiful thing. Yeah, and and
1: understanding that we're all having a different experience, right? Mm-hmm. We we all like to think that like we're here together, the three of us or four of us, but there's we're not going to talk, yes. <laughs> talk about silent partner. Yes, we're not going to talk about silent
2: sassy Chelsea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, and we all like to think we're having the same experience, but we're not. Nowhere near it. And we can relate back to this moment, but when we try to do that amongst ourselves, there will be little things that are going to be different. Mm-hmm. And those could, like when you when when you make a one-degree shift somewhere and just travel down the road, that one-degree shift can
0: can land you in another country. Yeah, you end up in Chile instead of Russia. That's right. Well, and it's
2: all the four agreements, right? right? We all have our own video screen of what our movie is and what we're seeing because of the, the eyes that we've lived through and and what, you know, when you were talking about triggers, it's when someone is upset with you, you just triggered something in them. It has nothing to do with you. I mean, it really doesn't. You just triggered something in them that's bringing about a feeling.
1: Here comes the contradiction, though.
2: I love contradictions. Me
1: too. The the feeling you have means that you were triggered. You were triggered by triggering them. So that's your shit. Yeah. Right? right? Right. They have to deal with theirs, but you still have to deal with yours, and it has nothing to do with them. Right. Right? Which is why I sent the text saying, cool, but <laughs> I had to look back at my trigger of just like, why do I need to be understood?
0: That and that was that story that I was telling you about um, being upset because I said something that upset someone, and then I was upset about that. Why was I upset? And figuring that out, right. and then it was like, aha! So now I I can work on that. That's huge for yeah. me.
1: That's that, that idea of you can't unring a bell. Once it mm-hmm. once once you become aware of it, you start to add that awareness to. Your uh, to your attention, and and when you do that, you stop dirtying the mental wound you have, which means y- y- it can heal because healing physically and healing mentally, I believe, are the same. You just keep it clean.
2: Keep it clean. Keep I, it clean. I, and that that is one thing I like about one of the steps is that I get to go to bed clean when right. I do it. Right, mm-hmm. um, just being aware of what I am doing as I am doing it throughout the day, and if I am not clean. Then I'm gonna dirty that mental water, that emotional, that physical. It, it, it gets me on every angle. If I if I let that little little piece of mm, not my best self in, because right. then it grows.
0: Right. Yeah. I love the analogy of you know keeping your side of the street clean. It's like that's all I've got to worry about is my side of the street. I don't have to worry about anybody else's.
1: Um, <laughs> it's 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 pretty intense. Um, just because you know like i've 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 reduced my i've reduced those things that i use to pacify right so making sure i have my coffee in the morning that's not a thing anymore you know like checking out with tv like like although i still do that of course like it's something that i do much less um so when i wake up first thing i do is i write my three pages which came from uh the artist's way um which i still which I did when I was 19, and I've been doing morning pages ever since. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there have been times where I didn't, but, I mean, pretty much straight through. Um, I enjoy continuing to challenge myself, like writing with my left hand, other stuff like that. Um, I then do a quick gratitude list, um, and then I go exercise, um, take my cold shower. Then I do a Spanish lesson, about thirty minutes, uh, maybe an hour, depending on if I'm having a conversation with somebody or if I'm just doing my Duolingo. Um, after that, I can start my day, which uh, three days a week I do cold calls, trying to get like treatment centers and other stuff like that on board. And then at some point during the day, I'll do thirty to an hour, thirty minutes to an hour of meditation. At some point,
2: how did you get? How did you get into meditation?
1: When I was a little boy, um, probably younger than kindergarten, um, I was I was born in seventy five. So, like, this is a time where, where you know watching children is just kind of like knowing that they're in a room somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in front of a TV. <laughs> <laughs> right? And 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 any time I had uh, time alone, I would sit alone in the dark. And I didn't. I wouldn't have called that meditation. And I don't call my practice meditation today. Um, I utilize it just as a shortcut. But really, I just sit quietly um, for uh, thirty minutes to an hour a day. And and that practice uh, dates back to when I was a little boy. That's so cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You were doing it without even knowing
1: you were doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would get in trouble for it. Like my mom would come up. Why are you sitting in the dark? And I was like, oh, good. I'm not supposed to do this. But uh, it feels so good. It just was like, it's just calming. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. No sensory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just kind of sitting there going, oh.
2: Yeah, because we have all the sensories now. I mean, it is everything.
1: Yeah. And every, every minute of the day, you can pacify with something. Oh, yeah. Um,
2: Do you have any golden nuggets, Martin
1: John? I, I, I am a golden nugget. <laughs> you
2: are a you're golden nugget. A g- you're a ginger you're nugget. A ginger, l- nugget. Yeah. <laughs>
1: ginger nugget. Like, I don't know, I'll have the uh, I'll have the omelet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is golden nugget only a Midwestern thing? Do you know what golden nugget yeah. is? Yeah, I know. Okay, good. The restaurant. Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. Yep. I don't want to be I making references. I don't know me.
2: where it is. I mean, it's everywhere. And it's
0: also a strip club in Alaska, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that has added a lot of meaning to yeah, it. That's a. That's a. That's a <laughs> well, you know they do lots of gold panning up there.
2: I really loved when you said allowing myself to have value enough to want. Oh yeah. That's a. That's 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 pretty big, and 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 I don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I'm going to add a new. I'm going to add a new page into my recovery book. Thank you very much, Martin John
0: is that it? Yep. Um I had several discomfort as part of being present which is wonderful and I love how you um we we always call brie are um, the one that takes all the the mumbo jumbo and and condenses it down to something very um clear clear and that's exactly what that was being within transition as part of that and then luxuries are gained by sacrifice of oh, I can't read my writing, of others. Of others, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and that really spoke to me a lot. And then I like when you said you can't unring a bell.
1: Mm. I used to go to bars in early recovery and watch jazz and do other things um, because bars are everywhere, and I I wasn't going to ever get away from them, and I don't want to ban them. I'm I'm a firm believer that all drugs should be legal because I really want the conversation to be had. I don't wanna I don't wanna brush it under the sweep it under the rug, um and just say, No, there's no problem here because there is. There's a huge problem. And the problem isn't drugs and alcohol. And it never was. It was that we don't like ourselves because we're trying to be something for other people.
2: Something we're not. We're trying right. to fit into some role of what we think other people want us to be without even knowing.
0: Think about every, the percentage of people that are terrified of public speaking. That is a great example of that. And why are they terrified of that? Because they're afraid of what people are going to think of them, how they're going to be judged and that's pretty much how most people walk their lives every day. It's like how are how am I going to be a judge? How am I not going to meet expectations that I'm not even aware of? And and that just it snowballs and it gets bigger and bigger and uglier and overwhelming.
2: And, and then when you're you in kindergarten and you're you're sitting there and someone's asking you your favorite color. I have to have a favorite? What do you mean? Right.
0: Yeah. Like I
1: don't there's, have there's to have a, a favorite. All of a sudden there's a there's an expectation I didn't know I was supposed to have. Right. And then like going into a going into a room where i'm supposed where i feel like i'm supposed to know what's happening makes me so shy makes me so like i'm not mm-hmm. good enough and and those things all just continue to follow us you know cuz we yeah. were in a we were in a theta brain state back then and now that we're we're in a place where we can kind of self reflect we're self reflecting through the body of a 5 year old exactly
2: yeah. yeah it's 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 awesome it's awesome and thank you so much i, I really 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 appreciate you being here this and has been a
0: great conversation yeah um, yeah i'm sorry that brie is missing it
2: i know she I know. would <laughs> love it
0: she would, she, would. Yeah. she
2: wants to be here and she wishes that she could meet you but she will because i'm sure we'll be yeah. seeing
0: we'll be, a lot yeah. of each other yeah. yes it's yeah. kismet thank you very much martin john
1: it was my pleasure. And Thank please you.
0: tell us, do a uh, plug, a shameless plug. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this is your time. Um,
1: so I host the Recover Yourself podcast. I do a lot of work around this idea of recovering yourself. I have a, uh, depending on when this gets published, I have a, uh, a workshop in Logan Square for clinicians to gain three CEUs, continuing education units, and, um, and it's the recover yourself workshop. I also speak to uh, IOP programs, um, and we didn't even talk about your portraiture. And I do one-on-one work with people where I I, I start with a portrait, and we talk about you and and as you look at the portrait and kind of respond to it, I help you kind of piece these triggers together so you can look inward and look at yourself and see yourself in a new way. Um, That's something that I I created through doing portraiture since back in 2000. so, yeah, that's, that's all the things that I can't
2: wait to try all the things.
1: Yeah, all the things. Are, yeah. There's a lot of things. Yeah, that's yeah. so
0: awesome. It is. And, and thank you, everyone. I think this is going to be a little bit longer than normal episode. So, um, we always appreciate you uh, listening to us. Uh, as always, please like, rate, review, review. subscribe.
2: Apple Podcast helps us the most. Mm-hmm. And tune in, tune Tune out, tribe tribe in, tribe out.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.